I'm recording. All right. Awesome. Me too. Welcome, guys, to the fourth episode of Offline Hollywood, where we talk about, once again, our favorite show, Game of Thrones. I'm Will Langley, and I'm joined with the amazing Lindsay Criava, and we're going to going to talk about, I never check, what was the episode called again? You, you win oh or you gosh, die. Oh my gosh, I know, it's so confusing. All right, let's do it. I'll just look you it up quick. You win or you die, I, I hate that they... No, it wasn't. What, it wasn't, what was no. it? Uh, let's look it up. We got this episode. Four. We need to do this before we actually start recording. I know. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh, what a mess. Um, but um, as Lindsay's looking that up, um, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And um, there'll be more coming once Game of Thrones has ended. But I don't know what I'm actually going to do with myself once this show is over, to be honest. Uh, oh my gosh, I know. Be a bit much. But did you find out what it's called? Um, the Last of Last the Starks. Of, oh, That's the name I never of knew that. Episode. Okay, cool, cool. All right. So let's just start off. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah. Um, I I didn't love it. No. No, it wasn't my jam. What about you? I loved the first scene, the feast. I loved the feast. Yes, that was. But awesome. then after that. <laughs> it's too fast Aww. this is our main complaint every single time it's too fast isn't it so um yes but there was should we start out with a feast and then let's yes because that was just so, so much fun i'm very happy that they started this episode like this because um last week was so gloomy and just depressing mm-hmm. with an amazing ending uh-huh. um so naturally everyone will be celebrating you know drinking their troubles you know all that hooking up with each other so and we had a, a lot of that especially with jamie and brienne which was a Ooh, big thing i yeah. feel bad for a for a tallman though to be honest but um, oh my gosh that was so funny like that whole dynamic i felt like was such like fan service but i was there for i was in for oh, it yeah. it made me Definitely. happy <laughs> so what what were the um, uh, are the standout points for you then in this scene well, I think for sure seeing Podrick back with some ladies. Oh, yeah. Um, like, in the end of it, when he, like, walked off with two of them, I was like, oh, thank you, showrunners, for giving us that. Um, but, like, I think it was really cool to see all of the characters talking to each other. I was a little, like, um, I think it's something that we've said in other podcasts. Like, I just don't know that I trust the, the showrunners that much at this point. Um, and there was, like, some moments in that feast scene that really stood out. Like, that was like, I don't know, like, I'm not sure that I think that we're missing something here. Uh, like the whole like Sansa and the Hound conversation, I thought was really interesting. Um, but it also was like a little like I'm just like very confused on Sansa and her motivations. And I'm also glad that they did call that out. Um, Tyrion did towards the end of the episode, like of like why are you determined to hate Daenerys? She just seems like to hate everybody. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was that was interesting. I mean. Who wasn't like just thrilled beyond that Gendry now is a lord? That's yeah. Like how cool. That's really is that? good. And then he went spur of the moment and and uh, uh, proposed to Arya, oh. which the moment that he asked, I think everybody knew she is not going to say yes. That that's that's not her, you know. So, which was such an awesome like throwback to that line it was great. in in season one. See, and in there's the a lot of callbacks and fan service with this, but. I do agree yes. with you. I do not trust the showrunners at this point. Within... Yeah, I'm real nervous for the ending. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this episode reminded me, like, oh, yes. This is coming in fast. And what is going to yeah. happen? Um, Like, for example, so I with this feast, I did enjoy the, um, the real, like, 
what wasn't said between characters so the uh, other looks Ooh, that yes. Daenerys gave to gave to John the looks that San- Sansa has been throwing evil looks for like two seasons now yeah. at people so she's mastered right. that and as the show went on I was I did enjoy um there's one standout scene that we'll get to later the uh, conversation between Varys and Tyrion in the throne room in Dragonstone where they were talking Oof. about is Daenerys the the correct ruler for for these people so i enjoyed that oh my um, gosh so but what were your thoughts on that scene the the yeah, Tyrion the, the, uh, and Varys yeah, the, the end um i thought i mean it was like it was one of the um, what things that i miss about game of thrones where you don't actually know the character motivation like it's not sitting there on your sleeve like i have no idea what's going to happen with the two yeah. of them um and I really, I thought that was a super cool scene just because of that. Like it was, like it felt like an old throwback. And I was also confused because I feel like Varys has just like not been in the picture really this That's season. All. And so all of a sudden he comes back. Um, I mean, he followed Danny at, at the feast. And I was, I was like, what is he thinking? Like, what is he trying to do? Um, but I thought it was really interesting. And I'm excited to see what role he ends up playing again, though. I feel like there was a lot more we could have seen. If we would have slowed down, but yes. that's okay. Um, I did enjoy the uh, the clear uh, characters um, where Varys is certain that Daenerys is not the right r- r- ruler. And then Tyrion. Yeah. Tyrion knows it, but he just doesn't want to say it because he is loyal to Daenerys and he, and he like, swore fealty to her, to her. But deep down, Tyrion right. knows that Varys is correct like entirely. That. Okay, so other moments in the feast. Um, I thought that um, the like interaction between John and Tormund was really um, interesting as well. And I don't think that Danny knows that John was brought back to life. No, because he never think... said that. No. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting because he, like, she's in this foreign land with nobody now. And he does, like, I mean, he has the rightful claim. He has, like, this support. And she finally was able to see that for the first time. Yeah, that was a great moment. Like, her her seeing John interacting with, like, the soldiers and Tormund. Like, because he is a man of, of the of the people, you know, and she mm-hmm. isn't. And she, and she isn't, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, um, yeah, I think the other, I mean, I thought the, the whole scene was, I liked the pacing of it. It felt like we kind of got to be there, like we were a part of it. Mm. The drinking game was obviously super fun because yeah. we haven't seen Tyrion drunk in like three or four seasons. Oh, I miss those days. So that was a fun throwback. Yeah, I know, right? It was so much easier back then. <laughs> it was. What about you? Was there any other standout moments to you? Um, The rest of it kind of, I don't know, it felt fairly on the nose. Yeah. Whereas I think I both of us every episode have compared these episodes to like season one, two, three, and uh, three and four, which are the gold <laughs> standard. But right. I could literally see it's most likely the same writers of, as as are before who are doing it now. But I could have seen a lot more less obvious ways to like create tension, you know, because like. John, you know, I did enjoy the that moment when John he was like drinking with with a torment and everything was going. It was but so Daenerys's, you know, look, it was fairly obvious. You know, they can't. You know, mm-hmm. I think more, and whether that's an 
an acting choice or a director's choice or a writer's choice. I think there could have been some right. more less, you know, less, mm-hmm. oh, a look at this foreshadowing, look at this foreshadowing, you know, it could have been a bit right. pulled back. Um, I did like what Arya said when she left Winterfell with the Hound, which I'm also <laughs> quite excited for, when she said um, that she doesn't like like heroes. Mm-hmm. And she and she doesn't expect to come back to Winterfell. Neither does the Hound. Right. So that's that's gonna be excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, that was like one of that's been one of my favorite storylines in the whole show when the two of them were like doing their cross country killing spree. Um, and I'm excited to see what where that all goes. I'm very curious how the Starks weather what's coming for them next. Um, yeah. Yeah, because there seems it there's definitely going to be a a big conflict, and uh, I'm just I'm curious about it. And I also um, it's so interesting to see these characters on the screen together because we don't actually we haven't seen them on screen together very often, and we have that connection, which I think is really cool. But then I felt like when we were in the Godswood with the with all the Stark kids that are still alive, like it just felt a little like. I don't know, it felt forced. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it just felt like the whole episode, like, um, I don't know. One of the things how I explain it, like, when I'm doing, like, playwriting and that kind of thing is that, like, when there's a big climax, like, you have to have that falling resolution and you have to be tying up those loose ends. And what I think this episode did really great was tie up a lot of loose ends for us and, like, give us that closure. But at the same time, they had to be building back up for another, like, that we know that this isn't the end. And so there has to be this other climax. And I think that, like, at times that got really wonky, at least to me, because I'm a nerd and obviously story analyze structurally as i'm no. watching something yeah exactly but i think but yeah i thought that like the the stark kid scene could have like it just didn't it didn't land right Not and also how obvious is it that they're obviously going to go and tell people i know I, I'm sorry. either <laughs> either john snow is the stupidest so man on and, earth or, right and literally knows nothing or he's literally or he subconsciously wants the throne which I do not think it's true. So he must be the he must be the dumbest man alive to actually tell Sansa, especially Sansa, that he has a better claim when he knows everyone knows that Sansa does not like a Daenerys one a one bit. Neither does Arya. Right. So John, even if they swore it, they were still going to tell people. And Sansa did in literally the next scene. She told Tyrion instantly, and then Tyrion told yeah. told Avaris, and then that's like eight eight people know, and then as Avaris says, that's not a secret, that's now information. So right, what do you think is going to happen, like between the two of them? Like, do you think that they get married? Like, how do you like? I just I I don't know. No, they're I'm not so get curious. I, no, you don't think so. I think that because at the end, of course, Masande got executed, which was terrible. Because she's, you know, she's oh, a fantastic know. character, and she was she's been there since like season two, I think, and so she's was no season three, so she's been amazing. And um, now that means Daenerys has lost her, she's lost Jorah, she's she's lost two of her dragons, and half of her army. She's becoming the the Mad Queen. That's what I could see next episode or or the final one. She has lost so many people. Like, her two most closest friends were Jorah and Missandei, and she's lost both mm-hmm. of them. She has no one now. She doesn't really like Tyrion. Mm-mm. You know, she just uses him because he is intelligent. She, but she doesn't like right. him or trust him. 
you know so i don't see it going up for her so i don't know whether either next episode cersei and euron's fleet are kind of like destroyed essentially and then Mm -hmm. the start of the final episode will be like cersei's downfall like whether they execute her and then maybe the conflict between john and john and daenerys but how can you fit that in two episodes i know i mean it's gonna be i think that um i think that the downfall has to come quickly next episode like i think danny's probably going to end up attacking king's landing yeah um and burning all of those people alive like her dad wanted to do if she does and oh yeah if she, she's if she dead does, the, uh, the stark army will go so much against her. Tyrion will Varys will everyone will go against her you know right in some form but I, think, I just don't yeah. see how it's going to be avoided. Like, she just is so rage-filled. Yeah. And they've been building it up, though, you know? You have to yeah. give the show credit. They have been building this up. You know, she has a real temper, especially in these final two seasons. She's she's had a real temper and has not been able to think reasonably. So mm-hmm. I think it will, given that they've been building to, to it. But, hey, they were building up for, to the White Walkers for nine, oh, eight, I know, right? eight, eight years, and <laughs> it just went... You know, so who knows? Yeah, I think it'll be really um, fascinating to see where they go from here. I just, I don't, I don't know. It also, um, this is a little out of order, so maybe I shouldn't go to that. We can continue to go in no, order, sorry. but I will, I'm going to write, okay. No, sorry, go I think it. that there's too much, um, there's a lot of like uh, deus machina stuff going on, like with like all the stuff with Euron, like even like the gold, even the Golden Company, we've been kind of building up to. It's more so in the books, um, but I think that there's, it's just hard to predict where we go from here, and it's hard to like be emotionally invested when, like, there just seems to be things that just like happen. No, yeah, um, without yeah. logic or reason. Like, how could the dragons not see these ships coming? Also, why didn't the dragons fire any fire? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they could have burned all of Euron's fleet. Yeah, because I saw, like, she was heading towards the fleet, and then she was just suddenly flying the other way when she like after. But that did catch me off, gu- off guard, though. That was a real shock to me. Like, I, I was not expecting that at oh, all. Oh, no. Like, like, that was... Yeah. You know, so I was... It's one of the... <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the things that, like, again, when I'm teaching, like, playwriting and stuff to my class, and I'm not saying, like, this is not, like, oh, my gosh, I know so much. That's not it at all. No, it's not But it was, like, one of the, it was a great example that I can't wait to actually use in class of, like, where you have, um, like, you you have to kill, there has to be, like, a, there has to be, like, a a sense of urgency and of danger, um, but you take a safe option um, or an option that, like, causes, yeah, a safe option or causes us the least pain, like, Rhaegal obviously was awful to watch die. Like, I never want to see another dragon die because they're so, it's so painful. Um, but the way that they did it, like, there was, like, no real stakes involved. And it didn't, it didn't as a, as an audience, like, pull me in either direction because Euron is just evil. And it came out of nowhere. There was, like, no build up. There was no anticipation. It just came out of nowhere. Um, and you have to, if you really want that, like, emotional buy-in and those emotional stakes, then you have to have... You have to you to you have to create that, which is why I think like even though like I wasn't a big fan of the whole Viserion situation either because I just didn't like that episode. Like I was like emotionally invested in both the Night King, and yeah. and and the heroes. Yeah. Not as much as I example, wanted to be with the Night King. A better ex- example yeah. is the uh, loot train 
where Braun, exactly where, Lutrain where is the Braun, most perfect. He was trying to kill the dragon, and and the thing is, you, I, I did not want a dragon to die, but also I, I didn't want Braun to die either. Braun to die. So right. Yeah. So you want lots of it's Lutrain, very there's, confusing. There's nothing likable about Euron. That's the thing. When they haven't developed him at all, no. like he just is suddenly this like kooky weirdo psychopath. Yeah. Who cares? And like, why do I care like, about him? Ramsey was so much worse, but you liked him because he was a villain you could hate. You know what I mean? There was that yeah, difference. And, I just and dislike he, Euron. As right. A and and Ramsey had, like, a story. Like, you felt bad. Like, I mean, in some ways, because, like, he was this bastard child. Like, he, yeah. like his father tortured him, yeah. too. He had some you know, like, reason for it, even though quite a weak. Yeah. But he had a reason, you know, or, like, a motive to torture Theon. And, you know, and... Even Joffrey, you know, he was evil, but there was some... You liked a villain like that, because everyone likes a, right. likes a, a good villain. Euron is not right. a good villain to me at all. He's terrible. Yeah. I'm over it. I was hoping that it was going to be the Kraken, though. I figured, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're on some ships. Let's bring the Kraken mm. out. I got Let's a question see that happen. Um, do you yes. think um, Arya and the Hound will be at King's Landing by next episode, and the Hound will fight the mountain? There sure like they could be in like fucking essos at this point <laughs> like there's no there's no like logic i mean <laughs> the amount of time that passed in this episode was insane um if the hound does not fight the mountain i will be devastated oh they, um, they have to they have to Clegane Bowl, everyone's been waiting for it and if this is this season is anything like they're always like we don't listen to what the fans want i think that they do yeah they do that's that's i think it's i also it's impossible like to not like that's like there for them um and they're hearing that feedback all the time so what do you think do you think that they'll fight oh yeah they'll definitely fight um i'm not sure what aria will be doing obviously she'll be trying to ask you to to kill the trying to kill cersei that'll be her next thing she will she got the night king check cersei's nothing to her she can kill cersei easily that's what she's thinking probably in that sense um but i still think as i said to you last week i still think that um, the hound will will kill the mountain, but in that process, the uh, the mountain will faintly wound the hounds, and then Arya will mercy kill him because that'll mean there's two people off her list, and um, as they were leaving Winterfell in this episode, he said, "Are you going to leave me to die this time?" And she said, "Yes." So, but you know, but she won't. So I think that's what is going to happen. And Arya's list. Yeah, when they said that. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, we'll call it. That's what's going to happen. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What else was there? Oh, the Bronn scene when Bronn walked oh in gosh. to see Jamie and uh, Tyrion with the crossbow. It was terrifying. Correct. What did you think? Bronn is, oh, I wasn't nervous except for when he actually shot the the uh, the crossbow near Jamie's face. I was like, oh my God, but it didn't. Right? But I was like, he ain't going to kill him. because. But Bronn is he's been he's just getting castles after castles and being promised so yeah. much and he's that's his but you know he is doing well um i like that scene though that was that was one of my favorite scenes um in it but then leading on from jamie it was i found it actually a really good character moment when jamie left brienne mm. and brienne was yeah. wrecked and but then he said but then Jamie said, "I pushed a boy out of out of a t- out of a tower, and I strangled my own cousin just to see Cersei." And I was like, "Yeah, you are right. He's he's not a good guy at all. No matter how much he's done, 
he's still a bad character in some ways, you know? Yeah, like, okay, what did you, what do you think he's going to go do? He's going to, he still loves Cersei. That's what I, t- I took from it. I, th- I see Jamie left because he tried to start something with Brienne and mm, wasn't mm-hmm, happy. Mm-hmm. And he's, because he's addicted to Cersei, that like yeah. she's his drug and, and he mm. can't be without her, no matter how much she's hateful. So he's either yeah. going back to try and be try and be with her. I don't, I don't know. Like I think most likely. I, sorry, go on. You say go on. Yeah, I thought that it was actually like him. Uh, I thought he was going to be at the end, like, and now I have to kill her. Like I thought it was like this whole justification of like he's an evil person and he's done a lot of bad things, but it's all been because of her, and now he needs to take care of the issue that he like let fester for so long. Yeah. That's how I read it, and I, because I don't, I don't think he loves her. I don't think so. I think he's gonna go back and like she, because she's not the same character that she was when we met her. She's not the same person. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be really interesting. I still think that he probably kills her. This is my new thing okay. that Tyrion, she kills Tyrion. Jamie sees it. Jamie kills her. Oh, that and in the terrible. process, like she dies too. Like it'll just be like all the freaking. Oh my god, that Lannister's s- there. Oh, that'd be terrible to see Tyrion die. I think he's gotta. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised he didn't die this episode. I did like like that single shot sequence of when he was like trying to miss all these like bolts hitting the ship. That was that was quite good. That, that was, was so intense. cool. But um, he survived though for now. But yes. So now that we know even more, so um, each episode we always like finish off by by saying. Who do we think will now die or live or su- or succeed now that we know more? What are your pro- mm-hmm. has has anything changed for you? Well, I mean, I thought Missende was going to live to the end, so obviously I got that wrong. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I thought she she'd be uh, fine because I thought I didn't Grey think... One would die first if they both die. I always I thought Grey One would die first, but same. <laughs> Actually, as you just said that, I think it's interesting because like when Tormund said goodbye to John. He, like, said something about, like, you never know if we'll meet again or something like that. Oh, yeah. That do, you think, do you think that if um, Danny go- does go crazy that the North will come down? Oh, yeah. And fight? Oh, yeah. Tormund's loyal to, to, to a John completely, entirely. Like, Tormund would do anything for him because a John saved mm. his people, you know? So if, if that came to him, I'm sure... And with this timeline of this season, yeah, they can come from from the north down to the, down to the south. In right? Who just five yeah. Minutes. So yeah. Right. So um, yeah, I do see that. That's happening. interesting. That could happen. Yeah. I also the last thing before sorry, for actual question. Yes. No worries. Yeah. Um, why the hell didn't John actually say goodbye to Ghost? Like, why? That was so awful to me. Like, it was so weird. The way I read it was, <laughs> they didn't do that because of the budget because they <laughs> literally i'm not even kidding because last season they didn't have have a ghost right. because of the um white walker polar bear and right. this season so we've only had like ghosts like standing like in the background or something like no interact yeah there was no um interaction between ghost and 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 john because to have like john bend down and like and like a, a pet him or something that would be more like cg budget so i legitimately think they didn't have any interaction between john and ghost because of the budget that's what i genuinely feel because even the cg on on ghost was a bit shifty it wasn't like 
like high quality like it was in season three or something like that right. because the budget is, is 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 obviously going on dragons and battles so that's how yeah. i see it in from like a logical sense to be honest yeah which is gutting because they right. have such a strong relationship and then he just nods at him and leaves you know you could you could see it as sweet but it's not not really right in my opinion no i agree how I... did you see it I mean, I just thought it was silly and stupid, and I didn't even think about the budget, but I guess you're probably right. Like, it just, like, made me really sad, because, I don't know, like, we've been with Ghost for so long. Like, that can't be the last time we see him. Mm, I think it is. Like, when Tormund said farewell and Sam said farewell to John, do you think that's the last time they'll see each other? Oh, no. I think we for sure see Sam again. There's I mean, no, no way. No, no, no. Oh, no, to Tormund? I mean, like, I mean, like, will, will Tormund and Sam see John again? I mean, like, will they see? Or do you I think, think John will go down to King's Landing and die. I think that John will go down to King's Landing and die, but I think Sam hmm. is also going to get down there. I think he will. In yeah. Some with with some purpose or motive. I'm not sure. There's got to be something. Yeah, like, I just can't imagine that's the last time we see Tormund or or Ghost. Like, I, I don't know, but maybe it is. Like, that would just be weird. Because they've been it such was. big characters for so long. Um, but maybe it is. Who knows? So, I, because I always thought Cause... that Tormund was going to die. <laughs> he did it. I did too. Because he, he's been a near death so many times. Like, a Battle of the Bastards, a Beyond the Wall. They, mm-hmm. He's been, like, very close many times. Um, right. But... When we did the first um, podcast for the first mm-hmm. episode, we actually predicted that the Northern Threat would be dealt with by episode three, and then these final three episodes would be focused on on a King's Landing. But this time, I actually yeah. can say I have no I have no clue where it's actually going to go. No, this, I have no uh, idea. This time, I can't even provide and it, like. And it's not even like because it's like oh my gosh, such good storytelling that I'm like oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what happens. Um, it's like oh, I have no idea what's gonna happen because I don't understand what's going on, <laughs> or like they've just like broken all their conventions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but you know what? It's still fun. I also like last night I was trying to figure out because I was like, I just am not as invested as like I have been in the past in the show and I couldn't figure out why. I was like, maybe, who knows what. But I think it's been like, I didn't like last season and then it's been like three years since the season before that. It was such a long break that I feel like it's hard to get like re-emotionally invested in these these stories and these characters. Um, And that's kind of... Yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of a bummer from that end. But I mean, I'm excited to see how it all ends. I just hope it doesn't end badly. I mean, they're doing George R. R. Martin's ending, like, as... Like, mm. And he it's... said it's a bittersweet ending. Yeah. So, so what's that going to be? I'm excited. I know what you mean, though, when it, when it's like you're not as excited as you were before, cause, and I think it's it's just down to mm-hmm. it was a better writing. It was better writing back then. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no yeah. like, it, the, the show is still great, Compared yeah. to other dramas and, t- and TV shows, it is still like an amazing series. Mm-hmm. But n- when it comes to like Game of Thrones standard, mid range, right? It's not right there, but that's but okay though. I'm so I'm I'm still excited. I'm so, I'm still excited. And you never know; they might because I still think that the, that they are going to pull out some. There's got to be some twist. There something. has to be right, be like because <laughs> right now it seems so obvious. Like it doesn't. So I'm just waiting for that. But I hope it. I mean, it's got to probably come next episode. 
Oh, I think it will. Well, thanks so much, Lindsay. I think that was a, gr- a great discussion. Um, any g- uh, final thoughts on the on the episode before we go? No, I don't think so. I mean, no. it just was. It I'm, was I'm right. the same because yeah. both, I think bo- both of us are like at the point we have no clue where this will go, and I think that's right. that is a good thing in the sense. So, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, let's hang on to plug- that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, do you want to plug your uh, social media for us? Yeah, for sure. So if you want to, um, I work in theater and theater education um, and talking about theater structure a lot. So if you are into anything like that, you can follow me on Instagram at Lindsay underscore or uh, Bar. Um, you can also follow me on Facebook at Re Theater. Um, I also have my own podcast called Flipping the Script, which is all about um, theater and education and making art that matters. So if you want to follow over there, I'd love for you guys to check it out. Give us a rating and review definitely go check them out it's a fantastic podcast so thanks so much um and we'll see you soon it'll be a a delayed episode for next week's episode so um but we'll get it done uh, uh, at some point yeah (laughs) it'll um, be there (laughs) follow follow us um at offline broadway on we are back on facebook hooray and um on instagram so we'll see you guys soon thanks guys bye bye